progressives, agents of racism, tyranny, and violence. On Saturday night, just before 7 p.m., a savage barbarian ran up to a patrol car parked in front of a bus station in Compton, California, and at point-blank range shot a 31-year-old deputy sheriff and a 24-year-old deputy sheriff, one in the face and one in the head. The 31-year-old is the mother of a 6-year-old boy. Another barbarian whooped it up, delighting in and celebrating the unprovoked subhuman attack on the deputies in a must-see-to-believe video, which you can see if you go to this article online. In a press conference shortly after the shooting, Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said, quote, Actions, words have consequences, and our job does not get any easier because people don't like law enforcement, end quote. Shortly after the press conference, protesters showed up at the hospital shouting, I want to deliver a message to the family of the pigs. I hope they effing die. Y'all going to die one by one. This ain't going to stop. Death to police and kill the police. In a video posted by one of the protesters, he calls the wounded deputies, quote, two of America's most notorious gang members and murderers, end quote. Two policewomen of color stopped him and his accomplices from entering the ER. He refers to them as pigs. While no decent person expresses admiration for savages like these, we frequently see Democrat leaders expressing admiration for violent criminals. All it takes to get morally corrupt Democrats to express admiration for unsavory and even criminal characters is for unsavory characters to destroy property, attack police, or resist arrest and end up dead or injured. For three months, Democrats in office and on CNN waxed effusive about the mostly peaceful protesters' wanton lawlessness. Criminals Michael Brown, George Floyd, and Jacob Blake Jr. all resisted arrest by white police officers and are now worshipped as folk heroes by morally corrupt Democrat leaders like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama. Even professional athletes slash entertainers who profit handsomely from America's capitalist system and from the largely just system that allows for people of all skin colors to succeed professionally and benefit financially, all of these celebrate criminals. Last week, Kamala Harris demonstrated just how low Democrats will go in exalting criminals for votes. She went even lower than Obama, who creepily turned his eulogy for U.S. Representative John Lewis into a divisive political polemic. Kamala Harris met with Jacob Blake Jr., the Kenosha man who resisted arrest after illegally entering the house of a woman who had a restraining order against him, and he digitally raped her in the presence of her child. Kamala Harris, who infamously claimed, based on no evidence, that she believed Christine Blasey Ford's ludicrous allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, told Jacob Blake that she is proud of him and how he's working through his pain. Did Harris visit Jacob Blake's victim? I wonder if Harris is proud of how the victimized woman is working through her pain. I wonder if Harris will visit any of the Minnesotans whose businesses were destroyed by BLM and Antifa. I wonder if she'll visit any of the police officers who've been attacked by BLM and Antifa. I wonder if Harris is proud of how the Minnesotans and injured police officers are working through their pain. So many questions, so few journalists to ask them. The already dishonest Joe Biden 
was tutored by Barack Obama, one of the most corrupt presidents in American history and exceptionally well-practiced at the art of deception. He was tutored in the special skill of promoting racism and dividing America by pretending to advance anti-racism and unity. While Biden may not remember all the finer points of Obama's rules for radicals, hence Biden's awkward you-ain't-black moment, yikes, Kamala Harris definitely knows those rules. Kamala Harris and befuddled Biden have rightly issued public condemnations of the ambush. I believe they view the ambush as reprehensible. What they don't see is that their months-long failure to condemn the riots, their refusal to condemn BLM, their refusal to condemn critical theory, a subcategory of which is critical race theory, which has created anti-white racism and anti-police hatred, their support for the police hostility movement, and their refusal to see that Democrat policies have caused the mayhem that roils America makes them incapable of solving this crisis. Reasonable, honest people can't possibly doubt that Democrat-incentivized fatherlessness, progressive hostility to conservative Christian faith, bitter racist critical race theory, and Democrat opposition to school choice that would allow children to escape lousy schools and leftist indoctrination have coalesced to create the lawlessness and violence that have ruined cities all across America and are destroying American civilization. Liberal journalist Glenn Greenwald of The Intercept tweeted this, quote, Liberal stars have spent four years convincing their followers of two claims. One, that their domestic opponents are Nazis, fascists, and white supremacist terrorists. And two, Russia is lurking everywhere, an existential threat to U.S. democracy, end quote. It's true. Kamala Harris, her befuddled sidekick Joe Biden, and their progressive supporters see conservatives as deplorable, hateful, bigoted, intolerant fascists whose speech and beliefs they, the enlightened elite, need not and will not tolerate. And if restricting First Amendment protections for conservatives, giving the vote to illegals, ending the filibuster, making D.C. a state, and stacking the Supreme Court with left-wing activists are needed to gain and retain absolute cultural and political power and silence dissent, then so be it. The barbaric lawlessness we see in our streets is the product of progressive ideas that found their home in the Democrat Party and the policies and actions shaped by those ideas as Democrats gained cultural and political power in every major American institution, including academia, the arts, the media, corporate America, big tech, and our professional medical and mental health organizations. And now we have vulturine barbarians at hospital gates clamoring for the deaths of wounded police officers. Every American should vote for Trump and Pence, and every decent person would. As Victor Davis Hanson said, we are faced with a Manichaean choice between civilization and anti-civilization. If Harris and Biden are elected, the poison Democrats' mainline into the veins of America's youth will continue and the chaos worsen. Ponder how leftist beliefs and policies compare to Trump's personality and off-putting tweets in terms of the danger posed to freedom. And do your pondering before you vote.